0: Welcome to the Perpetually Sore Podcast, your source for martial arts and combat sports news, reviews, interviews, and supplementary training guidance, covering topics for both on and off the mats. Now here's your host, Sean Moschino. Hey, everyone, and welcome to the Perpetually Sore podcast. This is episode nine, which is also part four of our series on the 12-week fitness and weight loss reset program. If you haven't listened to parts one through three yet, I suggest doing that right away because today is all about how I integrate the pieces of those together, and we will also cover some tips and tricks to help with the program and make sure it's as effective as it can be for you. Today, I'm just doing a little intro myself. And what I will then do is hand it over to the robo voice I've been using occasionally to make an audio version of the blog post so that you can listen along if you prefer to do that, but most of the content is out there on the website. If you just want to jump out to perpetuallysore.com and click on the blog link, you'll find all the details. For the scheduling piece of that, it's probably easier to read than to listen along to because then you'll have it in text form that you can reference if you're going to try to stick as close to the plan as I've laid it out. With that, the only other thing I'll cover before handing it over for the reading is this is being recorded about five days after I wrote the blog post. So I'll give a brief update of how the past five days have been going and... Honestly, not too great. I haven't been able to stick to the plan as well as I had wanted to. Life happens, things come up, and this has been a bit of a crazy week. So I haven't been able to get my workouts in every day. I think I've hit three of the past five days, which isn't horrible. I'm not going to feel bad about it. It's pretty good, but I would have liked to do more. And on the weight side, I've also slowed down. That first week of the program, I lost about five pounds this coming up on almost the second week. It looks like I'll be closer to just two pounds this week, which is okay. That's what I had actually planned on this program being is two to three pounds per week. It is as successful as it's intended to be, but I just know that I've slipped a little bit myself because of other stuff going on. And I hope that in this coming week, I'll be able to rectify that and get back directly on track to the plan. So with that, I'm going to let the text-to-speech do its thing and get you going so that you can hear the rest of the content. I wish I had time to record it myself, but it's just been one of those weeks. I am looking forward to getting back into other topics now that this will conclude the 12-week reset program coverage. So hopefully we will talk soon.
1: Thank you. Part 4 of our series covers the integration of all elements of the 12-Week Fitness and Weight Loss Reset Program. Please check the prior posts in the series if you have not already. As this segment, will be looking at how all the pieces work together. Specifically, we will look at integrating the diet, exercise, supplements, and other things you can do to optimize your success. While I will not detail my martial arts primary training... That schedule is unique to me and most likely will not be the same for you and where you train. To share it at a high level, I generally try to attend 3 to 5 Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu training sessions a week when injury free. Depending on injuries, I may need to limit training to 1 to 3 classes a week. The ones I typically can attend are on Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday nights and Saturday mornings. If needed, I will make up sessions at alternative times as my schedule allows. I also try to attend Muay Thai on Monday nights or Friday and Saturday mornings when possible. If my daughter or I have an upcoming competition, we may do competition training Saturday afternoons and Monday nights. Below is my typical daily schedule. for the exercise plan, there are no supplementary workouts on the weekends. I will also skip the performance and muscle-related supplements on Sundays, as that is a day where I don't have primary training or supplementary workouts. With supplements, cutting a day can help your body not become accustomed to them. Much like skipping diet restrictions one day a week, doing the same with supplements can lead to better results. Upon rising, usually between 5:30 a.m. and 7:30 a.m., I take the below. Two glasses of water, one capsule, seven keto DHEA, two capsules, blade, three capsules, beta lanine, two capsules, MASF multi, one to two cups of coffee. Pre-workout, around 10:30 a.m., includes the below supplements. 1 to 2 scoops of targo with 1 scoop modern BCAA plus with water. Save enough to sip the remainder during the workout one capsule, seven keto DHEA, four capsules, Createc, one capsule, Neocel. Then comes the supplementary workout on the weekdays, usually around 11.30 a.m. or noon, following the exercise plan's routine of the day. Drinking water as needed. Within an hour of finishing the workout, lunch is usually at 12.30 or 1 p.m. Generally, I will eat 600 to 700 calories at lunch and also take the following supplements. One glass of water, two capsules, Jocko Super Krill, three capsules. Jocko Joint Warfare, three capsules. Status, two capsules. Blade, two capsules. CLA, one capsule. QHPQQ. Mid afternoon, usually 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. I would drink the Smash and Green supplement if I did not drink them in the morning to curb fasting window eating urges. I'll also drink two to four cups of green tea if I feel tired or dehydrated. I usually have dinner around 6 p.m. However, when I train at night, I eat a small meal around 4 p.m. and another one post-training right before the fasting window starts. The calories I eat are based upon how much training I've done and what I had for lunch. My goal is to keep the daily calorie deficit between 1,500 and 1,000. I take these supplements with dinner. On training nights, they are taken with the first small meal. Three capsules, Zeus test two capsules, CLA, three capsules, beta-alanine, one capsule, Neocel, one capsule, QHPQQ. I usually begin fasting right after dinner, but I may snack if I do not keep my calorie deficit per my target and am low on consuming calories. If so, I start the fasting window by 10 p.m. At bedtime, usually between 11 p.m. and 1 a.m. I finish the day with the following, one glass water, four capsules, GH peak. Additionally, I'll take one scoop of amino fast if needed to curb eating urges while fasting, and potentially one scoop of raw organic meal with lunch if I don't have a high-protein meal. I take the Glyco Drive optionally, with high-carb meals if I remember. These are usually when I am skipping my normal diet restrictions. Before we wrap up today, I want to cover other helpful pieces that may increase the plan's effectiveness. Some of these are just general tips, others are activities that I try to include but don't do so regularly. First, since this is primarily a weight loss program, weighing yourself often is essential. When weighing in, do your best to be consistent about the time of day and what you are wearing. For example, I try to weigh myself first thing each morning right after waking and using the bathroom. If you weigh yourself randomly during the day, the food and drinks you have consumed will be a random variable, and you may get discouraged at your weight bouncing around. Now, even weighing in in the mornings, you'll see it go up and down, but it is the trend that matters not any given day's measurement. Other ways to track progress include taking photos of yourself through the diet and exercise program period and measuring your body size at the waist and any muscles you are trying to increase, since many people diet to try to look better. These visual cues and measurements can provide motivation, which, per our previous podcast on the subject, can hopefully drive discipline to stick to the program. A diet trick that I didn't previously cover is that people tend to have very good success introducing a full fasting day every month. This can help break through weight loss plateaus more than the daily 14 or 16 hour fasting window. If you hit a plateau or three or more days without any loss, consider skipping all meals for 24 hours. I suggest sipping on Smashing Greens and Amino Fast or your choice of similar supplements. But the goal is to not eat or drink anything with a lot of calories for an entire day. I also didn't mention the importance of water intake in the diet plan. Plenty of websites and online calculators can help you pick a starting point for how much water you should drink daily. Make sure you aren't dehydrated and drink plenty of water to optimize weight loss. Regarding drinks, outside of the supplements we covered that are mixed with water, I suggest highly limiting or eliminating any beverages with calories. These generally do not add nutritional or diet benefits and often are stored as body fat especially high sugar drinks. In addition, some studies have shown that even diet drinks without calories may decrease the effectiveness of weight loss. This is why I generally stick to water, black coffee, and plain green tea as beverages throughout the entire program, except on the no restrictions day. Getting enough sleep is another critical factor for this program. Your body essentially has two nervous system modes, one for resting and digesting and one for activities. Your sleep period is when your digestive system is at the peak of performance. If your lifestyle allows it, I suggest nine hours in bed to get eight hours of solid sleep. This isn't possible for many, including myself, but it should be the goal. With six hours of sleep as the bare minimum target, your muscles and other body tissues heal the most efficiently during your sleep. Therefore, good sleep is essential to prevent injuries and soreness that may limit future workouts. Two additional activities often used as part of exercising and diet plans to improve results are cold exposure and saunas. Cold exposure has been shown to increase fat burning in multiple studies. Ways to get cold exposure would be to take a cold shower or a contrast shower. Alternating between cold water and hot water. Swimming in cold water or exercising outside in cold climates are also often used. Ice baths can also be an option. It is important to note that cold exposure used in this way is not related to the eye and the rice method we covered on our injury management podcast. This isn't about using cold to reduce inflammation. It is about getting your core body temperature lower, which signals your brain to warm up, speeding up your metabolism and burning fat. On the other end of the heat spectrum, saunas are often used for fighters trying to cut weight for fights. When used in this way, it is generally short-term via sweat and water weight loss that will come back once you rehydrate. However, when used more consistently, rather than just pre-weigh in, saunas can help clear toxins from your system, improve muscle recovery, increase flexibility and mobility, and these all add up to making your training and workout plan more effective and sustainable. The last suggestion we will cover is using apps and devices to support your program plan and goals. I personally highly recommend a fitness tracker that will measure your calories burned and pair that with an app that can track your food consumption. I use both an Apple Watch and the Whoop Fitness Tracker as devices. While one or the other alone could be good enough, I don't wear the Apple Watch during martial arts training, but the Whoop can be worn during them. The applications I have used, Lose It, and Map My Fitness, can integrate directly with the Apple Watch readings, but not the Whoop. The workaround is to either manually add the data from the Whoop to those apps as a workout, or what I do is have the WHOOP sync to Strava and Strava can sync to most applications. It is a bit clunky, but it eliminates manual steps, which is nice. Using a Wi-Fi connected scale can also help. I use a Withings scale which will automatically update my weight in the apps I use every morning after my weight in. I drive most of my tracking from the Lose It app and only need to manually log my calorie intake, which is easy if you have their premium subscription which supports scanning the barcode of the food you are eating, I find this level of calorie and fitness tracking very insightful and helpful to me to hit the correct daily calorie deficit numbers I'm going for. However, some people find such detailed tracking too cumbersome or demotivating. So certainly do what works best for you. There are also apps out there that can remind you about fasting windows. I've tried these but don't see them adding much value. It is easy enough for me to remember to stop eating after dinner and not eat until lunch. If you have a more complicated fasting window or could use the reminders. Many free fasting apps are available for almost all phones and watches. The last topic I will hit today is a quick update on my progress. It has been 6 days since I started, so not yet an entire week. As I mentioned in part 1, I usually can lose 5 pounds a week without it being challenging, but I've dropped my expectations to 2 to 3 pounds a week this time. Being 6 days in, I've already dropped 5 pounds on this program. I started at 214 and am currently at 209. I don't expect that trend to last, and by the end, it will most likely be at the 2 or 3 pounds a week mark, but so far so good, and I'm on target on the weight side. For me, a secondary goal was fat loss, which I'm not doing as well in. As my weight has gone down, my body fat percentage hasn't significantly changed, which indicates I'm losing fat and muscle at approximately the same rate. I would like to see my body fat percentage reduced, not just my overall weight. I suspect this is because I am not minimizing my carbohydrates and keeping a high-protein diet. As we move into week two, I will continue to improve in this area. I also skipped the strength portion of the workout on day 4 due to DOMS, delayed onset muscle soreness. To make sure I wasn't too tight and sore to do martial arts training that night, this isn't something I'd ever beat myself over, and DOMS will be reduced over time as my body adapts to more regular workouts. If you are following along with the exercise plan, you should do the same. Listen to your body, and there is no shame in skipping something if that is the best way for you to ensure longevity with the program or participating in other tasks. This concludes the coverage of the 12-week fitness and weight loss reset program I will be following through March. I will continue to provide updates on my progress, most likely weekly, and I am excited to get back to reporting on other topics, including more martial arts-specific training and news. Until next time, have fun on the mats. We'll talk soon. Bye.
0: Thank you for listening to the Perpetually Soar Podcast. We hope you have enjoyed this episode's topics. Please follow and review our podcast on your listening platform of choice. If you have any suggestions on future topics or comments about the show, you can contact us by visiting perpetuallysoar.com or finding us on Instagram at perpetuallysoar247.